All right, folks, look, I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm entirely pissed, and I almost didn't even want to podcast this week because of the effects and fallout of Impact Rebellion pay-per-view. I'm tight. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But nonetheless, I got my team, and I got my brothers in unity finally here from the Wrestling Realm show, podcast, media, all that good stuff. The real Dwayne Allen and my man Brian H. Waters. We got a lot to talk about tonight. So we're going to start tonight's episode of the Big O Belt Podcast right now. What's up, everybody? It's Two Champs here, alongside a hot take hill, Will Mahoney, and on the other side, the giant crab, Jamal. And we are joined today by our brothers from the Wrestling Ram podcast, Dwayne, the real Dwayne Island, and Brian H. Waters. Fellas, how's everybody doing tonight? What's good, man? What's up, brother? Appreciate the invite. It's been no a long doubt. time coming. We finally No doubt. Yeah, no man. Doubt. <laughs> We got Will, a full house know? tonight with all kinds of team members coming in from all sides. As I said earlier today, it's the mega powers coming together to break That's down a crazy yeah. week. Crazy week of events. I love it. And non-events, we should say. Man. So I've been waiting for this because um, <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and say it publicly. You know, I've been waiting for a show to be on with. Dwayne and Hill Will because y'all takes a lot of times mirror each other and I've told Uh-oh. two chance this on the phone on a couple of occasions I said I can't wait to get these two brothers on the phone <laughs> <laughs> alright alright got me excited now this should be a fun one Jamal mm-hmm. we sure. you mentioned yeah, you said a small don't win you had a lot to say so I don't know. I don't know how this is gonna go, but I know like I've been tight all week. Like I, I'm gonna just say this right now. I, I legit was in my feelings so bad that night. I was like, I'm I'm, I'm following Impact on Twitter. I can't even look at their timeline right now. Like this, this is blasphemy. However, this is the podcast where the real forbidden doors are knocked down, and everybody can come and join. And it is a partnership, as you see. So tonight we will be talking about the fallout of Rebellion. We will be uh, talking a little bit about Daniel Bryant's comments uh, that he's made recently on the podcast, which is kind of in conjunction with tonight being the NFL draft. And then once we come back from our little break, uh, then the wrestling realm will be taking over and they got a topic for us to discuss along ending with the news for the night. So that's going to be tonight's show. But yeah, starting back off on the top, Impact Wrestling had uh, their historic pay-per-view uh, which overall was a, a pretty solid pay-per-view in the main event was the, as they say, the most historic match of all time. We had Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan, title for title. 
winner takes all. There will be a winner. There was two refs. It was a big deal. Everybody tuned in. And there was a winner. And the winner was the wrong person. And even if, it, <laughs> and, and if you felt like it was the right person, not only did the loser lose, so did the promotion, if you ask me. Because uh, as we record right now, Impact is actually right now on. And I have no thrill, enthusiasm, or anything to look over to see what's happening. Quite frankly, I'm such in spite right now. I'm going to open up another tab. I'm about to go to Twitch, and I'm just going to see exactly how many people is watching it right now. How much interest is there in Kenneth Omega, Impact Champion? <laughs> yeah, I want to see how many people's looking at that right now. Okay, so they they got four thousand, so that's not bad. Um, it's a little bit higher than usually. So oh, um, and it looks ooh. like uh, it looks like um, what's his name is out there. Uh, Scott Demore is on mic right now. So I don't know. Maybe he's gonna give a stated announcement of uh, things are closing up soon because they buried their own self. <laughs> That's enough of me talking, Jamal. I want to hear your thoughts about the, this pay-per-view and the results of it. So full disclosure, I didn't watch. Uh, and the reason why I didn't watch pay-per-view wasn't because of any of the talent on the car. The car was actually pretty solid. I didn't watch because Impact decided in their infinite fucking wisdom to hire Mara Ronaldo to call the match. So that is an automatic, no can do, hands off. Got my Purell right here to wipe my hands of the shit. I'm done. Didn't watch. Didn't watch. And, and if that wasn't enough, you pair him with Matt Stryker as a cherry on top. Ooh. I would have taken Matt Stryker in Japanese than I would have <laughs> taken Mara Ronaldo. With, so that aside, I didn't watch. From what I hear, the match honestly wasn't as good as it could have been. Apparently, Kenny Omega had a 25-minute match. Rich Swan had a 13-minute match. And yeah. basically, Kenny was wrestling that blow-up doll from Japan for like the last 12 minutes of, of the night. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And, that, and that, really, that really, 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 really is unfortunate. Yeah. Yep. And honestly, because of that fact, it kind of softens the blow a little bit. It oh. would be different if I came in here and said and said that Rich Swan deserved it. He got shafted. He got screwed. He put on a five-star classic, an eight-star classic. You know, give him a golden balloon, for God's sakes. But no, that really wasn't the case. If I'm supposed to come in here and be a champion for Rich Swan and be a champion for everything that he represents... And he basically, for whatever reason, you know, only put in 12 minutes worth of work in a 20-minute match. I can't go to bat for that. Like, realistically, I can't. Fair is fair. I can't go to bat for that. So on that match, at that point in time, Kenny deserves the belt. Because how does it look against Kenny if Swan wins and he was dragging ass the whole time? <laughs> I mean, like, realistically, it doesn't make sense. So, should it have been Swan in a 12-minute match? Yeah. <laughs> should it have been, you know, Kenny? As it's laid out, it, you know, it kind of is what it is. And, that, and I think that that's, that, that, that's, I think that's the more interesting part, um, <laughs> you know, is that maybe, you know, obviously coming in here and saying that Rich Swan was the first black AEW heavyweight champion would have been a good look for the culture. Man. Mm -hmm. But... Based on that performance, I can't really go with that. However, 
there is a rematch clause. It has to be a rematch clause, and it has to be a double or nothing. So maybe maybe that's a thing that they go with. Moose is always lurking, you know, in, in the background. Who knows what they do next? But the, but the long and short of it is, is that I was really ready to come in here and burn this place to the goddamn ground. <laughs> except, except. Swan blew himself out first. Swan he blew out Swan. the fire. Swan got more blown up than the ring at Revolution. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about me and hot takes. God damn. (laughs) Hey, hey, Dwayne, go ahead and jump in there, brother. I think think at the end of the day, (laughs) it comes down to expectations of what you're watching, right? Let's let's start from the very beginning. I never went into the situation expecting much (laughs) because... Impact to me has is not in a place of really trying to make any noise in the world of professional wrestling from a wrestler and fan standpoint. Bottom line, let's start right there, right? Rich Swan, I don't believe they put the title on Rich Swan because they thought he was going to be the next big thing to help bring that company up. That's not because I don't think that's what Impact's objective really was. I think they saw it as an opportunity to help one of their up and coming guys they want to help get over be in an established program and they figured he was the best one available that could at least put on a halfway decent match with someone of the magnitude of the Kenny Omega. It, I, it goes back to me. Think about who's running Impact right now. Don Callis, Scott Dearborn. These are old school guys, right? So when you look at the, how they booked this whole situation, it's very territory-ish looking, right? Rick Flair was, was notorious for being the National Wrestling Alliance champion, but he was going from town to town and whoever your top guy in your town was, would go toe-to-toe Ric Flair. And what made Ric Flair Ric Flair was he would make whoever that top guy was look like a million bucks and almost look like he could almost beat Ric Flair. And then at the end of the day, he would always win and move on. But whoever that top guy was, he left that town better than what it was when Flair went to the next town. So he would, so, Essentially Nick Aldis right now. In, in, that, in, that, in that same perspective, right? So I said, okay. To me... When I saw it, was, it was no surprise to me that Kenny Omega was going to was going to was going to walk away from Impact as their champion while still being AEW champion and, and the AAA champion because Impact is just trying to make some noise. They're trying to make some ways. They're trying to do something that hasn't been done before. Once again, Don Callis, Scott D. Moore, they've been around for a long time. In their minds, they're probably telling themselves in 2021, what can we do that's different that has never been done before? Since the, the territory days, since Vince McMahon redefined what professional wrestling was and, and coming from a niche group project into a national one national brand, we've never seen one champion uh, publicly. You know what I'm saying? I say publicly because we've had guys like Scott Norton be in WCW, but still be the IWGP champ in the 90s. Right. But we have not seen anybody in this generation literally be the champion of one national promotion and then turn around and try to be a champion of another sub national promotion. So to me. I went into the situation not looking to be like, okay, this is going to be the defining one. No, to me, they're just trying to make noise. At the end of the day, Impact has been talked about more. When was the last time we talked about Impact without something like this going on? It's, it's a topic of conversation, and you look at it like all publicity is good publicity. Tabloids, you know what I mean? They say, look, we don't give a crap whether you're talking bad about us as long as you're talking about us because we got to do something to generate some type of buzz when it comes mm. to our product. And that was the only expectation I went into watching Impact and watching the situation to me, I saw it coming a mile away. So for, for Kenny Omega to win, I'm like, well, I'm not surprised because guess what? Kenny Omega is probably the top the top wrestler in the world outside of... Um, WWE maybe, folks? Outside of, yeah, I, I was about to say maybe Kachika Okada on that level or Tanahashi yeah. on that level um, That that's outside of, like you said, WWE that can make any waste. Kenny Omega is the only one in the States, right? 
So he's he's the biggest draw for any promotion business wise. I'm not talking about as far as their product, because from a product standpoint, it makes no sense for you to constantly put over these AEW guys instead of building your own product. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Impact, Impact doesn't have much to work with in the first place. So from that <laughs> perspective, I say, OK, hey, listen, from a business guy, from a booking standpoint, from a, a, a new group that has tried to revive a brand that has suffered for almost 10 years, <laughs> revival after revival, regime after regime. To me, I'm like, look, they came in and they did exactly what they wanted to do. Create some buzz about a product that's been stale for for, for, for a long time and just try to breathe new life into it. That's all I got. I'm going to jump in here with a couple points because I heard some of this stuff earlier this week. So I can counterpunch with a couple things and bring a little bit of the fire that we were going to bring that got put out a little bit by Rich Long. But there, there is still reason to get fired up here. So, okay. Last week we talked about, yeah, everyone was figuring, okay, the obvious route they're going to take is Kenny's the belt collector. He's going to add another trophy to the trophy case. That's what they're going to do. That's what everyone was expecting. We mm-hmm. talked about it last week, and we made the case last week on here for Rich Swan shocking the world <laughs> and being AEW champion. As the way I looked at it, it was the more interesting story to tell. Mm-hmm. If you were going to tell a story... You had the obvious story, and then you had a story that would go in who knows what direction. It'd be more compelling. It'd be more interesting. But obviously, they didn't do that. So no no big shocker there. But they took the obvious route on that. Now, to compare this to traveling NWA champion Ric Flair back in the day, Mm -hmm. I've heard a number of people say that. The one difference in this with Kenny coming down there, Kenny going to all these places and taking on the local guy and all that. Flair did the same thing, just like you said. Flair came to town. He'd take on your local hero. He'd shine him up, but then he'd put him down, and Flair would go on to the next town. Yep. What he didn't do is he didn't beat the guy, also take his belt, and be like, bye, I'll see you later. <laughs> he didn't take the belt with him. He just beat the guy, and the focus was always on Flair's title, the local guy going after his title. Mm-hmm. With both belts on the line, it's like you beat the guy, and he also took his top prize. So it's a it's a different scenario in that respect. So that's where it's like, yes, Impact got attention, but you can get attention on your brand and do business while also doing damage to it, too, at the same time. Absolutely. 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. So that that's that's where it's a little bit different to me. That's where I'm trying to figure out now. It's like, OK, we got Kenny Omega as the Impact champion. <laughs> where do we go from here? Is he yep. is he going to be committed to coming to Impact? defending that title and do playing that Ric Flair role now that he has the belt there and kind of shining up their local guys. Is he ever going to drop the darn thing? Cause yeah. Lord knows in this scenario, I think the biggest darn issue is I can't see him dropping any of these belts exactly. to that AEW titles out of the picture. <laughs> yep. So you've painted yourself into a corner where if you're impact, Tony Khan's now calling the shots, your promotion, Absolutely. unless you decide, unless you decide we're done and we're vacating him in the title. So that's my big concern. What's going to happen with that? Where do we go from here? Is Kenny going to play ball? And in the end, what is Impact going to get out of it? Because Laura knows last night on Dynamite, like we you know, we joked last week, it was just kind of thrown out there. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, Kenny got another belt this weekend. That's it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you know, it, it sure wasn't played up as a huge big deal. And yeah. that's just it. It's like, if you want to make him the belt collector, you got to make him collecting these belts a thing. It can't mm-hmm. just be a thing in passing in my mind. And right now it's a thing that happens in passing if you're just watching Dynamite. So yeah. it's weird to me. That's my mm. thoughts. 
Yeah. You up next, Brian? I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> like I said on uh, the Wrestling Room Now podcast, what did we think was going to happen? <laughs> there was, I mean, when you look at just believability, I couldn't believe looking at Rich Swan that he was going to beat Kenny Omega. You know, um, if you'd have threw a moose, maybe a couple of other people on the roster, but I just couldn't believe it. And, um, you know, I enjoyed the match for what it was, um, but it was never to me. It didn't, you know, like, remember when the Undisputed um, Championship happened back in 2001? And at any given time, like, if you just look at it from a strictly from a fan's perspective, right? You thought all four of those guys could legitimately win because they had all been a world champion. You know, right, yep. yeah, Jericho was the WCW champion. He finally got the big one when he beat The Rock. You obviously had Rock in Austin, and you had Kurt Angle. So you went in looking at it like anybody could win this. But this one, I never looked at it like that. And I guess because I was always looking at it. Because at first, I, you know, I said it before, and me and Dwayne had this conversation. I was like, man, what the heck is this, you know? And he said, well, let's look at the partnership a different way, you know? Because it wasn't a... They wasn't on an equal playing field, you know, back in the day when, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they was talking about uh, trying to get I think it was um, shoot the the old guy, old old guys, um, you know, with uh, San Martino and them when they was trying to do those situations. It was one of those things where it's like those were even playing fields, you know, even Hogan Mm -hmm. and uh, Flair. At the time when Flair came over, it seemed like an even playing field. This never seemed like an even playing field. And I think that's what prevented me from getting as upset, you know, because I saw you, uh, two champs. I saw you was, you was already hot there, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, like, I don't understand what the word partnership mean, apparently, because, like, I don't see where Impact got anything from this. Now, look, I, I am one of the few people. Um, that watches Impact religiously, weekly, and I, I try to look for the good. Um, so, wait, does this mean we're gonna lose the Impact review show? Because nah, I, I, nah, I, nah, I, I got, okay, I got, I, I got, I got one work to do tomorrow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm like you. You messed up my rotation, man. Because that's <laughs> like, I, 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 look when I'm writing at work and I'm you know typing up stuff. Yeah. Like I got you on the screen, so I need to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I beat it tomorrow, but uh. My thing is just that, yeah, I got printed. I don't know what a partnership is. I mean, but it's like uh, the way it said, like, man, at, this, at some point, like, to me, it felt like a two-way glass mirror. It was just like one person was looking in, the other person couldn't see who was on the other side. Only one person was benefiting from this. And, like, you got Tony Khan coming over, and he's doing this whole gimmick, uh, a whole new persona that we haven't seen on Impact, I mean, on, on uh, AEW, and then... You know, he's basically saying he's just a cash cow and he's paying for advertisement in order to help support them. And then he's like, well, you know, I I, I heard there's some good tag teams over here. I may take a look at them. Never did anything for that. So he came over there selling dreams and he talked about the knockout division. Never did anything about that. Stirred up the whole pot, but never gave a dish. And then ultimately, you know, when it came down to even a press conference, when they were you know, and, and essentially putting over their champions, they put over Kenny, put down Swan, and then Scott Demore was just sitting there like, yeah, well, you know, anybody can win. So it's just like, wait, is is, is Khan really calling all the shots here? And I'm like, I'm more and more in disbelief that somebody would literally let somebody come in their house and make them bow down the way they did. And to me, I just don't see where the enthusiasm going back to want to watch Impact after this. And not to mention, like you said, 
Impact has been one of the most resilient brands of all of professional wrestling. They've been hit left and right with blows. I mean, the Sammy Callahan thing, which was very controversial, and they stirred that up and, and created a spot from it. And, you know, they, they had one year ago from now, or, uh, yeah, well, almost one year, year ago from now, you know, they had the big thing with all of the signees and really building up the best women's division of all of pro wrestling. And it was going on all cylinders. And Kylie Ray left. And then things started getting weird there. And you was just like, okay, where do we go from there? And then, you know, they took blows from that. Um, they they uh, created a bunch of hype of all the people who was going to come from Slammiversary. And, and, and they weathered the storm. They, they, they utilized some of it. Um, they gave her. They gave you know another opportunity for other people to get the, you know to really shine. I mean, Brian Myers is to me right My now. Yeah, yeah, he's doing Drew. He's doing he's doing Drew McIntyre work to me right now. He's, he's going out the most of it. Work. Yeah, and like I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in WWE in two years or so because he's he's legitimately doing the whole banking on himself and really working on his character. He's already been a workhorse in the ring, so everyone knew that. But like a person who never won a match to legitimately be in part of the must-watch aspect of Impact, you know, but now we're at this point now where it's just like, well, everything that you've done has all fizzled into the whole Kenny Omega run that you put everything into that and you're left with nothing. There's not one person right now that you honestly can say, unless you're a fan favorite, that you can say, I'm very interested into what they're doing. They got amazing talent. Chris Bay is still there. Oh, not to mention, they just lost Taya. So, like, now you're still looking at, like, what's up with the women's division now? But, like, you still got people like Jordan Grace there. Um, and it's just, to me, <laughs> this kitty thing did nothing for them. Now, one more other comment, and then I'm going to let y'all, if y'all got any rebuttals to this, is that I feel like Rich Swan, who completely was blown out, could have been nervous. This is the biggest match of his year, and I think it's perfectly fine for him to have been in that situation, considering that, Everybody was watching. Rather, no, even though nobody was outside the ring, everybody was watching. I think, and this is why you do these type of things, you give him a few rubs on Dynamite and understand what does the world take from that? Understanding that, that pressure in front of an audience, in front of a new, a new crowd that you know may not be familiar with you. Get all the butterflies out and let them do this a few times on Dynamite. Build that match up. And then when you have to deliver on the biggest stage, then see what you're going to do. Now, I, 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 I firmly agree that Rich Swan is somebody like Adolph Ziggler or um, somebody else I was thinking about. That when it comes down to working a match with anybody, like if you're bringing in new talent or you're doing a one-off, these are the people that you say, yeah, I absolutely feel like with, with, without, without a doubt, this person could work anybody. I feel like he's those one of those type of people. Mm-hmm. But this is still a match that has never, ever happened probably will happen again eventually at some point but this is the first of its kind that's a lot of pressure for a person that no one not even his own company had faith in could you could you blame him <laughs> i mean i mean does he does he really get a pass though you're the world champion like put up yes a he gets time. a pass yes he gets a pass he if, if that's the case if that's the case he shouldn't have been the world champion that's that those are the moments that these nope. guys Here's, here's my problem because these guys get fired from WWE and they get cut and they beg for these opportunities, right? And then they get them and they fall flat. I'm like, what are you in the business for? The business is ruthless. We all know that. It's like, what what makes you think that you should be in that situation and you don't even try to rise to the kids? Because it, it wasn't even close. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, man, he was a step behind. I was like, bro, he looked he like was blown he, out. Long, 
he looked like he did not belong in the ring. Okay, I'm like, bro, you you, you could have taken this moment. How many takeovers have we watched and guys go, oh, man, I, I look at this guy completely differently. I, I, one match I thought was the throwaway takeover was supposed to be was Johnny Gargano, Andrade, the main event. Everybody said, well, this yeah. is it's not, it's not a lot of star power because we weren't familiar with them in the WWE style. We knew the match was and Johnny mm-hmm. Gargano from PWG and stuff like that, but we never saw them work that WWE style from such a large audience. And that match, to me, put them, in my mind, as main event guys. They carried mm-hmm. the NXT brand. I was like, whoa. To me, these are defining moments. Like, you should... Not to say that he wasn't able to rise the kid. I'm saying those are the moments you're supposed to live for. And for you not to show up at all, like you got to deliver. Look, when look. those opportunities come up, you got to deliver. Let That's, me let me explain simple. something to you. <laughs> Impact Wrestling is right now currently residing on Gilligan's Island. They finally yes. hit the mainland. What <laughs> yes. do you think he was going to do once he's seen all these people? He's like, oh man, <laughs> like I didn't know civilization existed. And like I think I, I think I've never seen him blown out like that. Yeah. It that had sense. to be it had to be a mental thing. But, but, it but, had look, to be we, a mental thing. But but we give it we act like this guy wasn't a WWE Cruiserweight champion now. Like he never even stepped foot on Monday Night Raw. Those yeah. those matches are intense though. Those two or five live matches that you got like yeah. you gotta you got mm. maybe Kenny Omega's as good as is as good as we Oh boy. Get, I'm just saying I don't know. Oh, you know, you know, we, we get melts of slack for the, the five and six oh. matches, but like maybe Kenny Omega's really that good that he had Rich Swan blown up to the point where he looked like he didn't even Oh my match. god. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying Right. Hey, he just couldn't up. keep up. Maybe he right. couldn't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I'll ponder on that. Quick question. Quick question. Quick question. Quick question. Who would you have put in that spot instead? I was just about to Hi- ask that. Hindsight being, 20, hindsight being 2020, let's be Monday morning quarterbacks. Who do you feel like on that roster, WWE, former WWE talent or not, do you feel like could have probably carried that match better? Well, you can, the, I can it's it's definitive moves. It's definitive moves. You think so? Yeah, just because Moose? of his outing, just because of his outing on that on that six man tag, that he elev- I'd never seen him step up like that. Moose has okay. always played in this one, and in that match, he was not even supposed to even be in that match. He was the highlight of it. So I think that he does have that superstar mentality to elevate when needed. So that I I, I would have Moose. Go ahead, Jamal. Jordan Grace. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Mix things up now. <laughs> hey, I love Matt. it. She Personally, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I mean, go, go, go. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, like, like as far as I mean, I, number one, as a big fan of Energy and Wrestling, um, I think that she may be the most complete wrestler on the roster. Yeah. But obviously, we live in the still live in the paradigm created by McMahon. Is that a guy like Moose and a, and a guy like Omega and and, and mm-hmm. a guy like Swan is the automatic underdog? So that that's just until we break that shit, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean. And, and we saw an example of that in the X-Division match in uh, Slammiversary, I think it was. Like, she's legit. I mean, we've seen it all, in, all day in the Indies, but the X-Division match uh, that was intergender was just a small glimpse of what she could do. So, like, I, 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 I'll buy it. Will? Well, Will. I would have went with Chris Bay. And I would have went with Chris Bay because I'd want to have someone in that slot that is totally new not been seen in WWE, not been seen in Impact. Someone who would be fresh mm-hmm. to the eyes tuning in. That's yep. I would have wanted to go with someone but, like that. Someone young, someone who is a clean slate for the people coming in. They're just coming in to see Kenny. Yeah, that would have been my move. Is he their only only young homegrown talent? No, with that capability? no. Like, who, Ace, who else is Ace there? Austin. 
Okay, oh, yeah, young boy. Yeah, he's, yeah, young. Yeah. he's young. He's young. He's, he's yeah, I think young they're I think they're both are twenty four yeah, and they're yeah. signed uh for uh a, a, a while. So like yeah, they're 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 gonna be the next faces of impact if you already know. They they seem if, to be ready to move up. That's why I'm mm. saying like now would have been the time. Give him yeah. that rub, give him a higher higher profile stage. Mm. Go, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead and say TJP. Oh no, stop. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I might surprise people because this is somebody I can't stand in wrestling, period. Uh-oh. Sammy Callahan. Yeah. No. I knew you were on there. Let me tell you why, though. Here's why. Because, all right, we we already know Impact's going over, right? Right. I mean, excuse me, AEW's going over. AEW. Kenny's going over. (laughs) Change the whole matchup style. Make it (laughs) something that people are going to be talking about. You know, Sammy, you're going to do something dastardly, something that's crazy, and you already don't believe Rich Swan will win. But Sammy Callahan, you might start thinking of this intensity. He calls himself the draw, so let's Put him to the test. Let's see how much he's going to draw. That's well, we the, saw it, that it, match already with, with John Moxley. So, like, why would AEW even agree to that? It's the same. It will be the same style It'd be the impact version of it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you like, told me take away somebody, take away Rich mm-hmm. One, and put mm-hmm. somebody else in there. That's all I'm left with. I'm really not left with much that Ooh, I would believe in, you know, because it, 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 it's like Matt Cardona. But, I mean, like, I think it would be, you know, aesthetically look better. You know, I think they would have a better match. I don't think he would get blown up because he could handle the pressure. He, he's he been in that situation, you know. He's been at the big match. He's won at WrestleMania. But considering, you know, like I would have just changed. It would have been a different type of match and I threw Sammy Callahan in it. Ooh, All right. And that pays me to say that. <laughs> I, 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 because we probably going to shift our topics a little bit. I want to ask another question to what Jamal brought up. Mm-hmm. How and that Jamal, you definitely jumping in on this first. How do you book all or nothing? Oh, do boy. you do the rematch? Double nothing. Oh, excuse double me. nothing. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. How do you how do you book that match? And how do you do the build? Take us into that 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 pay per view. Um, May twelfth, uh, you have Rich Wong come out and demand his rematch because he deserves a rematch. Which brand? Um, huh? Which brand he coming out on? Uh, on May 12th on uh, Dynamite. Oh, on Dynamite, okay. Yeah. Um, have him, to, because Blood and Guts is next week, so that's not going to happen. So you have him come out on um, on May 12th, and I have him demand his rematch because Kenny's in AEW. You got to go to the belt. He has the belt, and that's where he's going to be. Um, and then, of course, he gets challenged by whoever our top star is in AEW. Uh, maybe it's Adam Page. Maybe it's Ricky Starks. Maybe, hell, maybe it's Christian. Um, and then you set up that match, you know, for that night, you know, the winner goes to the pay-per-view and then depending on how they do that, um, you, you know, Swan wins and you have AEW's top star, that their number two guy, um, kind of makes Swan look better. Maybe a, a little bit of a redemption considering the, how gassed he was, uh, allegedly, cause I didn't see it, uh, but consider how gassed he was. And then you set it up for a pay-per-view, um, and however that goes down, it, it goes down. Now the question is, how it's, now that it's done, how important is it for Kenny to go through with the spell collector? What does that even mean? Does he challenge Brian Cage for the FDTW title? Does he go and you know <laughs> to like you know evolve and beyond and and all this other stuff? Does he go to England and challenge the Indies over there? Is he fighting you know WXW titles? I mean, where 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 does it begin and end? Because it's got to be bigger than Mexico and Japan. Um, you know, do we see this year-long reign of Kenny dripped in gold 
um, or not, because I don't think he deserves it. I mean, honestly, I don't think he's as good as everybody says he is. But with that said, um, Swan needs to redeem himself. He needs to redeem himself in front of uh, a national stage. The May 12th show will be live. Um, and assuming that he can do that, uh, because he's going to have to, it's his job. Assuming that he can do that, then that goes to the pay-per-view, which will be two weeks after that. Which will be their live, shall I add? <laughs> I'll, I'll be there live. <laughs> no, I said you. Yeah, I said you. Oh, yeah. Uh, fell- yeah, fellas, uh, 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 Brian. Yeah, how do how do you do? You have any thoughts about getting to that pay per view or uh, the rematch? Essentially, matter of fact, let me just put it this way: Where do you see Swan going from next year? Where would you like to see him go next? I don't know, man, because he, he looked bad, and like I said, it's just, it's just hard to believe. You know, just, that anything. is your Baltimore brother. No, no, I can't. No, no, you can't no, even go county. down the way like this, man. He, he from the county. You can't get a good chicken box where he from. <laughs> oh, 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 my it's just nothing but royal farms out there. Oh, huh? my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you Now you Now you blew him out again, man. <laughs> Now he's not even good around the way no more now. <laughs> no, you, oh not the way, you know, you can't, like, oh, man. He's you definitely not coming around back. here no more. <laughs> he's not coming back. You know he how let the neighborhood down, man. Oh, oh my God. Y- y'all remember when, um, y'all remember when Meek Mill tried to use that Undertaker beat and Drake buried him and then Philly got mad? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's how we feel about response. God, we we claim it's Stacey Keebler, man. And she ain't even oh She from Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> this dude off the hook, man. But, but no, oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know where you go from here, man. Throw, throw uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else want to jump in there on that? Oh, I, I got something for you. You want a hot take? I got one for you. Y'all are Oh, boy. Ready? I, you ready? Rick yeah. Swan is not the answer. Like, <laughs> where does he go from here? No, back to what he's always been. Being a great utility guy, having great <laughs> matches somewhere on the card. Just not at the top. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not about Rick Swan. The bigger picture and the bigger issue is the Impact World title, protecting your brand. Here's how I will book it. And this is, this is you know, to what was said previously. I would definitely have, in my mind, if I'm thinking about a story, something that's going to sell, which in some way, shape, or form, impact will benefit from what's left of this quote-unquote partnership. I would have Christian uh, go at Kenny Omega, not just because AEW World Champion is like, look, man, that's a brand I helped build, impact, and that mm-hmm. teenage world title. That needs to go back to where it belongs. And I'm, I'm coming back. To, he, he may not even have to fight for all three titles or, or the impact title in the AEW in one, in one match, but there's some type of scenario where he goes, listen, it don't got to be winner take all because Christian brings nothing to the table, right? And it doesn't have to be necessarily for the for the AEW World Title because listen, I'm not gonna let you disrespect something I helped build. I challenge you for the Impact World Titles, and I'm gonna take you back myself. And then, now if I beat you, I'm coming back to. I would even have Sting come out there to address Kenny Omega and talk trash oh. and almost see and tease it like, yeah, Kenny Omega, same thing. And then he goes, oh wait, 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 I wasn't talking about me. And then Christian comes out like, look, look, check this out. You're not gonna tarnish a brand that we helped build. I'm, I'm taking you on for the for the Impact World Title, and then. It's just it's something different I'm coming up with just for yeah. the sake of 
to make it interesting. Because like I said, Impact is losing. Because they need it all. Time. They need anything right now. <laughs> Any, like, at what point do you start protecting? Like, you got to do something to bring your title back up to importance, or it's just another. It's just another title. Like, that's a national company. It, it's on. It's on cable TV at some point. It may not be big, but technically, it's still there. And your brand has just been, like you say, it was in the press conference. It was tossed around as if it was just another belt. And I'm like, wait a minute, isn't this a partnership? That's where all this confusion is coming from. So to, for Christian to come in there and make a big deal about that or Sting, you know what I mean? Two, two like noted TNA slash Impact guys to make a big deal about it. To me, it was just the only thing I can come up with. Like I say, it, it doesn't have to be for the AW. All this all or nothing stuff ain't. It's not gonna cut it because, like I said, one nobody from Impact brings anything to the table, including Rich Swan, because he didn't bring it to the table. But but you got to do something to bring it back because who who does Kenny Omega realistically drop that title to? Going back to Impact, where it's like, okay, so if 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 he goes back and he faces Rich Swan again and he beats him, if he beats him for the the Impact titles in the TNA Championship, it downplays Kenny being there in the first place. Like, well, if it was all enough in the first time, if it was that important, now you say, okay, well, I only fight you for these Impact titles. You throw the belt away. Kenny goes right back to doing what he's doing on, on Dynamite with no mention of Impact. Like they mm. never mention his Impact. That doesn't exist. Yeah, like, it's just a reset. It never matters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, what was yeah. the point of doing that? Once again, like you guys, you guys, your brilliant minds have said it. You paint yourself into a corner. What was the point of this? You did it for a cheap pop. It's not an indie show. You did it for a cheap pop. Okay, got a little bit of buzz. And then you go right back to the bottom and say, oh, now where do we go from here? Bruce Pritchard just says that all the time on his podcast. People get mad when we don't give them what they want. But at the end of the day, we, we're always thinking about, okay, we do that. But then what? Where do we go from here? Impact has had a whole lifetime of giving everybody what they want, and then you find yourself resetting the button every single time because you have to ask yourself, where do you go from here? So yeah. that, that's all I got. That Christian idea was really good. I like yeah. that. Because Christian needs something to do, and that'd be a little <laughs> placeholder for him while things exactly. shake out in AEW, and he's at the prioritize the TNA. <laughs> if they're not going to do something like that out of the box and maybe getting Christian involved, I mean, only a person I can think of is maybe they, they're probably going to send Moose after him. Something like that, but I mean, it's it's slim pickings for someone believable yeah. that's going to be able to go up Jeez. against Kenny because they they've painted him now as you know such a strong force. It's like yep. the playing field, like we said at the beginning, it's not equal. They're mm-hmm. not on an even playing field, so they they got their work cut out for them. They definitely um, they definitely booked it like they were from two different gener- uh, 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 universes and generations. Absolutely, so. I, I'll yeah. say this, and then we're, we're going to go to our break. Um, you know, I was a little bit critical about Impact about a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, they lost Taya. Um, they lost uh, the Rascals. Ethan and, Page. Yeah, Ethan Page. Everyone's out the door. What are y'all doing? Y'all not going to bring anybody in? And then something occurred, as you've seen during uh, the Rebellion pay-per-view. The Slammiversary hype is back. And I wonder if they've been sitting around saying, nah, we're going to wait till we can cash our chips in when this particular date hit. And they already know the date, which is like, <laughs> that means they they know some people that know some people. Or they've been doing some tampering and, and, and figuring out when people's contracts are up. And I'm wondering if, it, if they're holding out for that, which then if they are, then, you know, Slammiversary seems to be another good destination for a big match and another big person potentially able to be signed to come back. I know Samoa Joe's name been floating around. Wonder what they do with that, and where does he ultimately go? So, but anyway, yeah, we'll talk. He okay. So, I to to the, to the easy answer to that, we don't know, but we know WWE, WWE has that margin of we're not going to take that chance because of all these other legal cases that are on yes, our yes, ass yes, from yes, all yes. these years. Why yeah. would we take one right now? But everybody yeah. else might be like, yeah, 
we'll 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 uh we'll sign Sting and Joe and whoever else is on that borderline and put whatever they need in their contract to uh protect themselves. But every day he's like, nah, we're not doing that. No fancy yeah. language is in ours. It's just yeah or nay. So gotcha. but yeah, let's get to our break and then we're gonna when we come back, we're gonna shift things around. We're gonna throw it to the wrestling realm so with their topic and then we'll end out with news for the night. So let's get into that commercial right now. This episode of the Big Gold Bell Podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Big Gold Bell podcast in the section titled, How Did You Hear About Podgo? in the application. That's that. All right, Brian, you're up. I'm going I'm to pass to my brother. He, he, this is his first time with a big gold belt, so I'm going to let him take it over on this one. Uh-oh. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn the dial. Don't be confused. This is the Wrestle Room Takeover. We have joined our good brothers, and we're back from commercial break, and they have given us this opportunity to bring some of our wrestling realmness to the forefront. Thank you once again for the opportunity. So we jump right into it. We just talked about Impact. We just talked about Kenny Omega. I want to dive in to wrestling partnerships in 2021. This is a good segue. And how New Japan and Ring of Honor fit into this entire spectrum. Now, now this is there's a reason I'm asking this very specific question, and I can only ask you brothers that have the, the intellect and the magnitude and the experience to know exactly what I'm referring to. In 2000 and maybe f- late 13, 14 to 16, we saw the reemergence of Ring of Honor and this New Japan partnership. In my mind, that mm-hmm. was a partnership, right? We saw talent exchange. We saw talent on both pay-per-views. We, they even they even created two pay-per-views in two different countries called uh, Global Wars. One was in Canada and then War of the Worlds, one that was in the States, mm-hmm. right? That is what we consider the partnership. How do you guys feel about the nature of what we are getting today as partnerships when you see <coughs> AEW, when you see Impact, but then you see New Japan in this in some way, shape or form, and then you see Ring of Honor left out? Because you see New Japan guys showing up in Impact, but you don't see New Japan guys. But then all of a sudden you have Moxley that's going on New Japan. And then now we have Eugene Nagata going to face uh, John Moxley on, like it's, it seems all over the place. Where is New Japan and Ring of Honor going to find their way into the mix? Because to me, we're looking at a revival of what we consider <coughs> pro wrestling. We've been watching sports entertainment for a long time. And what I mean by that is, WWE has kind of dominated the forefront of what we enjoy as professional wrestling. Uh-huh. But we're seeing so many other promotions scratch and claw to get back to a national presence in some way, shape, or form, no matter how big nor small, right? To kind of say, we're going to carve our way into this space because it's such a good space wrestling fans are craving for, especially during the pandemic era of professional wrestling with this global tragedy and stuff that we're going through. Uh-huh. Where does New Japan and Ring of Honor find their way in 2021's versions of professional wrestling partnerships. <gasps> uh, there it is. <laughs> I, I just want to, if I may, add a sprinkle to that. I mean, so we absolutely. just had the news that CMLL has said this whole Ring of Honor thing is no more. 
So they, they just right. canceled their they're out. Wow. Yeah. So we we love talking about Ring of Honor here. So I'm gonna <laughs> let Jamal get this one first. <laughs> I see the gears turning over there. So I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I don't like interleague baseball. I don't like the uh, you know what? the World Series. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I absolutely do not. Um, if the Yankees want to play the Mets, mm-hmm. they should play in the World Series. Um, with that said, I'm not a fan of all of these different mix and matches of <laughs> the companies and brands and stuff like that. I watch a specific product that, and when you bring in somebody through the forbidden drawer or the open driveway or, or through the closet window, whatever the hell, and you go, oh, that's that guy. I don't care. Mm. You you have to, what what's being lost on this? And one thing I'm not seeing anymore are vignettes, teasers, yes, yes, reasons yes. over the course of a few weeks to say that, yo, somebody's coming. Yeah. But just to bring somebody in. I haven't seen Yuji Nagata literally since high school. Yeah. I generally don't watch uh, Japanese wrestling, and I've only gotten into it recently in a very small way. I, I And the personal bias aside, I could give a good goddamn about John Moxley. So you're telling me that I'm supposed to be hyped <laughs> about Moxley versus Yuji Nagata. Now, assuming that I don't hate Moxley, why do I care about this match? He doesn't yep. carry the belt on Dynamite. I don't mm-hmm. watch New Japan, and I haven't seen New J- New- Yuji Nagata since WCW. Yep. But this is supposed to be a big deal to me. And so just because Excalibur screams that it's a big deal doesn't mean that I give a shit, and I don't. And that's the same way where if you bring up some mom-and-pop indie from the middle of England or somebody that's a huge, a big fish in a small pond from the middle of Germany, I'm not saying stay in your own lane. I'm just saying give me a reason to care other than some big dude with a shiny belt showing up on my TV for the first time in forever the fuck. So yeah. when, Konos- yes. when when um, Konosuke uh, Takeshita showed up on uh, Ele- Elevation, the only mm-hmm. show that I actually really care about every week, um, cool. Who is this guy? Oh, that was a hell of a match. But in the context of the match, it doesn't really mean anything Long term, it's just like I've written this name down that I can't <clears throat> pronounce. I'll look him up later. That Absolutely. was kind of cool. Yeah. But if you want to insert him into a big spot and make me go, this is supposed to be a big deal. You have to care about it. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to go, nah. So personally, without context, all the forbidden doors and all that shit, it really doesn't mean anything. The forbidden door, the beaded curtain, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> without context. And that's one thing that's lost is that I think that the wrestling companies overestimate the fans' involvement with everything wrestling around the world. Excellent mm-hmm. points, man. You if you're not man. Mansoor, I don't know who you are in the Middle East. Who just got married, by the way, and is undefeated. Man, give that man his, his flowers him. now. Yeah, that's right. our guy right there. Right. But if you're not Mansoor, hey, I don't know who you are. He is the walking epitome of a partnership. He is the reason why that Saudi Arabia deal is happening. Him, <laughs> partnership. Right. But there's some context to it. Oh, yeah, shit, it's right. Mansoor. Yeah, right. You know, that's the thing. On now. these shows, he rules the roost. Goddamn right he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. I mean, let's look at the history of these last couple forbidden door instances. Mm-hmm. You randomly have Kenta show up one week and lay out Moxley and randomly tell us, oh, by the way, he's here for the IWGP US title that we never mentioned before now, and we're not going to mention it again afterwards. 
They mm-hmm. randomly want to throw these matches in and just go off the idea that everyone knows what they are. Yeah. Or they're into it. It's the ultimate inside the bubble booking. Mm-hmm. You That's have to already know term. what it is. You have to know the significance of it. If you don't, you're just like, huh? So Moxley's going to take on Nagata next week. Okay, that's that's cool. But um, so if he loses, does that is that a loss on his AEW record? Is this a New Japan match that just happens to be happening on AEW TV? And if it is, why should I care? What what's the significance of it in the end? That's just it. It's all about context. It's all about how does it fit into the picture. If Nagata beats him and he loses that U.S. belt, and next week it's never talked about again. Why do I care that this was on Dynamite? Do that on a New, on a new Japan show. So that, that's what it comes down to me. What, what is the significance of it? If you're putting it on your show, it needs to have significance on your show in a bigger picture than just a random match. Otherwise, you're just throwing people on your show from other companies <coughs> for, for no darn reason. It might as well just be an exhibition. That's how it is. They're, they're essentially doing exhibition matches yep. the way they present them. Give me reason to care and invest in it or reason to be like, oh, well, I'm going to follow this over to here and see how it goes on in this other show. What, what, what is the end game with all this like mixing stuff together? What's the point of it? Let, let me ask you this. Uh, as a baseball fan, if the Korean Baseball League or the Japanese Baseball League came to play any team with the MLB, mm-hmm. with that, if they did it once a year, would that make it more or less special? Now, granted, it doesn't have to be for anything, but it's just the fact that the Yomiuri Giants are coming over. When the NBA does it in preseason and they bring in a team from Israel, they bring in a team from from the EuroLeague or whatever, the game itself doesn't really mean anything. And the Wizards somehow win by 40 versus, like, you know, some team (laughs) from the middle of Spain. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, okay, I guess. But it makes it a little bit more special. The Olympics are special because – we get to see the best and the brightest represent every four years. It dilutes the product. And that's what happened with interleague. It dilutes the product where you went from fantasy booking. What if the Cubs and the White Sox were made it to the world series and faced each other? Oh, no, I don't have to wait. I can wait till July. I know that the Orioles and Nationals are going to face each other twice a year. I don't have to wait for that anymore. I know that the Mets and Yankees are going to face each other twice a year. I don't have to wait for that anymore. That's not a fantasy book anymore. That shit is real. And now the product went from the game of the century to ah, 12 bucks on a Thursday. And that's kind of what. <laughs> so goddamn true. God, it, it, is. Is. It, it is. It is. It is. Yep. Now it's just another game. You know, yep. so, you know, we went from the impossible to the expectation. So the idea is, is that I'm not saying that the forbidden door and everybody should stay in their lane and not interact with each other, but it is kind of spicy when Seth Rollins tweets at the Young Bucks. It is kind of spicy when the Usos kind of mention other people in New Japan or when somebody's name dropped here and somebody's name dropped there because those barriers are in place to make things a little bit more special. Now, if there wants to be an event outside of this, I really, I legitimately think, and when they created this, this is what I said, a universal championship means the universe. And what if there were a tournament, a literal king of the ring, for a literal unified universal championship where send your best, I'll send mine. This is also Dragon Ball Z booking, but no one needs well, to know. Well, I that. mean, I, yeah, well, I definitely said it before, well before Super came out. It's a conversation. <laughs> but, but the idea is there are ways to do it that makes it still special and relevant versus just like 
Oh no, I can check this flight itinerary and show that Moxley's land, supposed to land in, in Tokyo, or somebody's tweeting from the Bay in in, in Austria, and they want to be in WXW next week. I got I got two comments from uh, for Will and Jamal, but first I just want to say that the Forbidden Door thing is it ultimately feels like a gimmick to me. It's not, it's mm-hmm. just like a we're doing this type of thing, so that's why it is starting to be a more of a different strokes with different folks type of thing because like you're not really doing it, but some people are buying into it, but some people obviously see what it is. And then uh, quickly the ROH thing. I mean, that's why the peer tournament was so damn good. I mean, although we knew the entire slate of people, the vignettes going into it, you was like, yes, oh, indeed. yes, indeed. This is why I I need to number one buy back into ROH, and two, why I need to buy into this person. And like, you legitimately felt everybody had a chance, and then it worked for them, and it gave them an identity. So, you know, uh, talking about where ROH goes from this, I just, I just don't know. I always got to go back to the idea that ROH, please make yourself more accessible and also use more social media because you're kind of like floating Boss, in this yeah. area of like, where do you watch them? <laughs> People make out the schedule of the week of where to watch things. And ROH is somehow always in this other category sitting <laughs> on the side. Like, it's crazy that ROH and WOW, which WOW is like a, a, a special thing that happens like once a year, but ROH and WOW always paired next to each other in a corner. You're just like, but wait, ROH comes on every week, I, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. but two two things I want to say, Will, to, to you, um, <laughs> the Daniel Bryan podcast, which kind of yes. tackles what Jamal was just saying, so in the sense of what Darren Brown was kind of saying, where he it seems to be kind of lobbying his pitch about going somewhere else and whatnot, where do you kind of see that coming into fruition? Or even the comments about the other people that he mentioned. So that's that's going to be your question. And then Jamal, to you, I want you to bring to the wrestling realm the idea of the major. What, what did you call it? The major, the wrestling major league something. We talked about like a month ago. You was talking about the idea of how if you oh, did yeah, like, have this like, thing, like like the World Cup of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. So 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 will uh, to that question then uh, then, then Jamal to that. All right. So, yeah, Daniel Bryan was kicking around the idea of essentially kind of how Japan would do. They'd send guys on excursion. They'd send mm-hmm. him to the States and have him do like, you know, great mood would come over for a year and work WCW. Then you come back and you got a new look and you graduated to the next level. And he's, yep. I guess he's been pitching this idea to WWE with the idea like, hey, look, we got all these damn people. You got tons of people in NXT. If you worked out deals, I mean, hell, even if you just worked out, like, I guess, with the Euro groups between Progress and WXW and the, your affiliated promotions that you're doing, doing the same kind of deal. So... On paper, it sounds great. I mean, it's not a bad idea on paper. It really comes down to what kind of guys you would plug into that system to want to do that. Even if it just comes down to, I think eventually they're going to want to do this with the idea of NXT UK, eventual NXT Japan. All the I think that was originally going to be the idea, the idea of what the affiliated NXT offices would be all over the world. That you'd be able to mix and match people from the different groups. Like now we have like the... Um, the, the 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 two guys, the tag team from the UK, Grizzled Young Vets. Yeah, Grizzled Young yep. Vets are over here now. So you got them on the main NXT. So same deal, like you kind of do a talent trade between the mm-hmm. different groups. It could be done. It could be done with different people. The biggest issue that will always be with WWE is are they just going to throw the thing out the window all of a sudden if they suddenly say, no, we want this guy back. He needs to be here tomorrow. 
and they just don't stick to it and be like, you know, nope, I need them on TV on Wednesday. I need them on Raw on Monday or something. And then they just throw it all out the window and they don't have the patience to stick with it to be like, okay, we're going to send a, uh, someone from NXT. Like we're going to send that, 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 uh, that new girl who's the, uh, Zoe, Zoe, uh, Starks. Yeah. yeah. We're going to send, we're going to take her. Let's send her over to NXT UK for six months to get seasoning and then we'll bring her back. You know, I think that's the biggest issue is like, if you do it with someone young like that, are they going to stick with it and see it through and actually do it? And if you want to do it with outside groups, they've done that back in the day. They've, the WWE is not, it's like they've always been isolationist. Yeah. They used yeah. to work with New Japan. They used to work with All Japan. They'd they did send it with people the, the Tag League. Yeah, ECW, same deal. Yeah, the hell. That's how we ended up with Al Snow That's and Hell. Because yep. yep. they sent him there and he came up with a gimmick there and then he came Jerry back Lala and then there. he. There you go, exactly. So it's not like it's unheard of for them to do it. They just haven't done it in recent memory. It just comes down to will they stick by it? Will they see it through? Or are they just going to be like, no, we, we need you. Something came up. We need you tomorrow. Bye. Yeah. So yep. it could be done, but it's a lot of moving parts. I'd like to see it. On paper, it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. You never know with them. It's it's unpredictable. It's unfortunate. I think we're at the point right now where the market is becoming oversaturated and the dam is starting to burst. Now, you <laughs> might think that too much of one thing is a good thing. Give me all the things. Except it, it might not be in the long run. Again, mm-hmm. all the things that we thought were impossible that are not possible, what else is there to look forward to uh, if the possible isn't impossible anymore? So I do think what I would like to see and tournaments, number one, for storyline reasons, kind of write themselves, Um, you know, but what if much like the Olympics, uh, you know, or the 17 million soccer tournaments there are throughout the year (laughs) is that if 10 companies sent three representatives to fill a bracket and they hashed it out in singles, trios, intergender and, um, and, and tag and normal tag. That's a lot of people in a lot of content. Well, who has who can spare that much? All the guys that AEW doesn't use that you know, are constantly being shifted in on a, on a round o'clock basis for dark and elevation. That yeah. meat grinder. All the people that <laughs> of the ninety seven WWE shows that really people don't care about, like main event superstars, afterburn, and, and stuff like that that we don't even see in the U.S. Gable. Uh, Right. Um, you know, ricochet on um, and uh, for the rest of his life on main event, you know, and then, New, <laughs> you know, New Japan has Say, an ass load of, of shows that has, uh, you know, they build for a month for like one event. Um, and then they have like six guys in Los Angeles and like, you know, three hots in a cot doing a wrestling show out there in Long Beach. There is talent. And we still haven't even talked about the indies in the U.K., in India, yeah. in, in Southeast Asia, Australia, uh, Mansoor, and then we haven't even talked about, um, you know, <laughs> Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. There's a lot of fucking wrestling out there. Yeah. So to put together an international tournament, and you know, if there's some money on the line, maybe it's a charity. If there's some bragging rights on the line, that's where the creation of a literal universal championship should be. I said that when they created the universal championship at WWE that it should be defended on every show. Mustafa Ali, who is relegated to 205 Live or Main Event, should face the Universal Champion. Why wouldn't he? It's the Champion of the Universe. Why does he only go to one show? 
Cross why does it, yeah, why does the yeah. universal anything need a passport? He's he's omni he's omnipotent. Yeah. So let him roam. So um I, I think that that's the thing. Like if you have a raw a raw champion, if you have a SmackDown champion, cool. But a universal champion that spans the entirety of WWE would be better for business because you don't know where he's gonna show up, you don't know where he's gonna lose it. This is the idea of creating things and making them special again. Instead of people fantasy booking themselves into oblivion and going, well, it's boring because I can predict it, but I'm going to watch to prove myself right. <laughs> and then we get a situation like Impact where we go, there's no way that Rich huh? Swan's going to win. Rich Swan mm-hmm. can't win. He doesn't win. Well, no shit. What did you think was going to happen? Well, then what did I watch? What did I watch? So we need some organicness. We need some spontaneity back into the in- back into the wrestling uh, business. We need it to be new again. Raw is formulaic as balls. We need it to be, we need some yes. spice to happen. Yeah. AEW, personally, Dynamite is formulaic as hell. Mm-hmm. We need something to add some spice into it. That's why I prefer dark and elevation. Because even though the matches themselves are, don't matter, I'm watching it for different reasons other than storyline implications. Right. So there's more substance to me there. Now, if you're just watching from the trained perspective of he's a hill, he's a face, He's established. He's a jobber. Then you've already, you know, marginalized the business to its lowest common denominator, and now it's boring. How do you spice that up? And that doesn't mean just bringing Walter over for, you know, a cup of coffee so that he can work two shows and go home. It doesn't mean, you know, bringing in, you know, Mako Satamora or Sarai and, you know, so that she can do some work over here. It means where will you be in 2024? Yeah. Because circle your circle that month, whatever it is, 15 days, June 15th, July 15th. What you need to be is in front of your TV for these qualifying matches because we're only going to crown this bitch once every two years. <laughs> you know, you know brother, what? Just brother, that, you are killing it. I'm sorry. I ain't mean to interject, man, but that's nah. <laughs> bro, the flames <laughs> right now, bro. Right. I just, I'm, I'm just saying that no, like, we 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 seen the, the smaller version of this of the Cruiserweight Classic, and that's forever gonna probably be the biggest spectacle that WWE has ever done legitimately made made stars people who were already you know stars in their hometown but came there and everybody left out eating and mm-hmm. they have never even decided to ever trend back in that direction and that is the biggest my head scratching thing ever it's, they said Vince hates tournaments now, now for y'all and because I, I don't really watch WWE anymore when was the last time that we had we've seen an organic moment since please sign Cedric. Please Organic sign moment. Me what? Yeah, yeah. me and me, me got the same treatment. Yeah. <laughs> Two tournaments and they're yeah, both, yeah. both yeah. gone now. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean I'm not saying that you know past results uh, equals future gains, but I am saying in that moment, you know, that bottled up moment. And yeah. NXT had that where yeah. it was like, yeah. nah, this is a match that I need to be at. Like not just in front of the mm-hmm. TV, I need to be there live. Uh, you know, NXT used to have that spark. AEW mm-hmm. has that mm-hmm. spark-ish, but it's but the but it's wearing out. Um, honestly, I think that the best roster in WWE is main event. <laughs> if you put you on have, that sword one more time, <laughs> you have a no. I'm saying you have a bunch of talent that we know that can work. And when you take away the restrictions and all the bullshit that McMahon and Kevin Dunn cooked up, and just let them give them eight minutes and let them do their thing. There's some spice there. 
It's always yeah. been that way with Man of Fan. Always. Exactly. Matt Hardy and the Brian Myers and, and the Matt Cardone is like that. Right. Like, yeah. But unfortunately, always- it comes in under the guise of yep. if it's not this, it's trash. Yeah. And that's right. antiquated All- thinking. Yeah. Also, 205 Live doesn't help it, too, because that would be the same case, but then they added all that Barney sprinkle all over it, and it's, it's segregated it on self out. And so it takes you right out of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's Barney sprinkle. That's the truth, though. That's, yeah. that's the truth. Purple rope purgatory. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so crazy. All right, all right, all right. Well, that was but see, there, absolutely... The thing ahead, is, bro. though, I was just going to say, like, I would enjoy, like, a tournament like that, but my thing is, you know, how do you s- decide who goes over? You know, and maybe I'm just thinking, well, overthinking this, but like we all know wrestling is scripted. You know, are you going to call it in the ring and see who gets the bigger pop, the bigger reaction? You know, that's what I would be interested to see. Uh, I think you I think you have to look at it like who needs it the most. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. or, there's going to be set tap, tap, uh, set established mm-hmm. talent. Like there's, there's somebody like if, if you do a tournament like this and you think about people who are potentially free agents or somebody you can say like they will be in it. You say Zach Sabre Jr., but he don't need well, to win anything. <laughs> but look at yeah. look at this. What happened with the Cruiserweight Classic? The whole exactly. reason we ended up with TJP as the winner is because everybody Zach wouldn't sign a deal. Yep. Coda wouldn't mm-hmm. sign a nope. deal. Everyone else that was there that got towards the end, they were like, nah, we don't want to stick around. So they're like, well, we're not having someone win this thing unless they put their name on the dotted line. So yeah. that's and how you end up with why, TJP winning the thing. And, this, and is even, my, this is why my idea is irrespective of company. Mm-hmm. This is like the Olympics. Yeah. Um, the Olympics mm-hmm. has no corporate sponsorships, no branding, no ties to anything. It's just the Olympics. So right. if that in and of itself is a brand that works only every two or three years, then so be it. Yeah. But the bottom line is that, yeah, right. pay them all. But as far as who goes over and who and who doesn't, honestly, tell the referee five with five minutes left. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the more and more you say this, and like this type of money is out there. I mean, Mansoor could fund this himself if he wants. Mansoor like, is bringing <laughs> the whole kingdom with him. All the, the entire. <laughs> the prince will pay for it. <laughs> So, like, yeah, and again, like, even the Cruiserweight, I mean, um, even the May Young Classic, Tegan Knox was the one that was supposed to win it before the injury, and then it got to the point where it was like, that's the person who needed it. Tony Storm didn't need it. EO didn't need it. But they had to resort back into, like, well, well who's left? And then, then at that moment, Tegan Knox got her moment, but it also made three other stars instantly, and one of those stars is the Raw Women's Champion right now. So it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of got to figure out, like, well, at this point now, Beyond this, beyond Monsoor already winning this thing before it even happens, you have to think like, who is the person that needs it? So there's going to be some workhorses there that's going to put on good matches, and that's their victory. And the, and and even the publicity is their victory. But like, so, it, it's it's easier to say like, yeah, this 21 year old new person, whoever it may be, we want to see this. We want the, the underdog story. It's easy to do all the time. There's also so one the more piece. Then there's sorry. also there's also one more piece of this whole conversation that we haven't had really have a chance to dive into. It's always the bittersweet thing that we have to discuss is the thing that always gets it away, the business of professional wrestling, right? Think about it. Mm-hmm. It's difficult when you have that format on a national site. When it's in your company, like an NXT, you can determine based off the people you bring in, whether they're signed or unsigned. But when you start to go to multi-platforms and different promotions, you got to think about their own personal business. For instance, the TV deals. And I say that for a reason because for so many years, we watched John Cena be pushed in front of our faces so much. And, and, and personally, me, I didn't find out later why that was until I realized that 
that's because USA said, look, we need John Cena to come on this because we got a big check this week from a sponsor and they want to see John Cena before their commercial comes on. And they're going to they're gonna add an extra $100,000 to this check. So Vince, you got to do that. AEW decides, check us out. No more surprises. TNT decides, yeah. no, we don't want you to do it. Like, the businesses of these companies eventually get in the way because sometimes these TV yep. deals, I, I want to see it. Who's with Swan? Why does he have the AEW title? I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> that's that's not what we're paying you for. Warner executives right. was like, nah. Char- no way. Right, yeah. Charmin Toilet Paper does not know who this man is. Should we, they just cut us a check and they wanted to see Kenny Omega because that's who they knew. And now you got this guy right. with dress on. That's, that's not who we're Char- paying for. Stuff yep. like that to me will eventually always get in the way because it's just so much money involved in today's product. It's not or- as organic as it used to be with teats, seats, tickets. It's so many other things that go into it, like shareholders and uh, commercials and advertisers and things like that. To, to me, that I just it gets in the way because it's like, okay, sure. If if I'm Impact, sure, Kenny Omega, please be my champion because my sponsors are going to enjoy you, you flipping the channel when you heard that Kenny Omega's on the TV. So they don't care if Rich Swan holds the title because guess what? That's more money in the bank. So when they decide to sign Samoa Joe or, or they, they want to uh, make sure that we treat a legend right in Mickey James, we can afford to do it now because Kenny Omega was there for at least 10 minutes and they signed over a check. We don't care if Rich Swan has the title. We're trying to build a company up. He's got to be a spoke in the wheel because he's been a team player to help build our company. Up. And it seems like it's always things like that that will always get in the way of what we enjoy the best. And that's yeah. just great storytelling, great booking, and these great matchups that used to be, like you said, used to be fantasy booking, but now it's just kind of like, all right, it's, it's kind of it's kind of giving it to us. It's kind of force-fed, and it's like, well, it's not really as special it's, as the conversations used to make it. It's as simple as Saudi Arabia yes. saying, we want five <laughs> people from all your rosters. Yep. Here's the check. <laughs> Saudi Arabia then saying, hmm, fight. Or Showtime, HBO, whoever, pay per view, let's do it yeah. and put it on something that's uh, what's the word? That's uh, impartial. There you go. And 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 just make it work. It's it's totally possible, and mainly because everybody keeps throwing the word, throwing around the word forbidden door. So all right, so play ball then. Let's let's do something. And even if you take WWE out of it, there's still a hell of a lot of companies out there. To still make it happen. Five from AAA, five from CMLW. Uh, I don't know who's affiliated in um, in the UK with WWE, but there's definitely some that's not. So five from there, five from AEW. I mean, hell, five from Elevation as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, five from New Japan, five from all uh, um, um, uh, all Japan wrestling. Like it, it, it can happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, if Canada open up, you know, take people from out there too. So like. It's it's something I would love to see, and I mean, like, if you really want to do something really interesting, like, change the world in that way. Show us something we've never ever seen. There you go. This is the thing. The easiest the easiest way to do this is to let pro wrestling become an Olympic sport. Pure rules apply. Dead serious. Pure rules apply, and then let them go. But personally, I know that we talk a lot about booking, a lot about the uh, relevant relationships with with the business side of it. Personally, I've decided to take a step back from that. And my perspective on wrestling or television is let the match sell itself. Nobody can tell me what to like anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell me how I should feel about a thing. It doesn't matter who you say face or heel is. Let yep. the wrestling sell itself. Right. And because of the, and because of all the hype and all the bluster, you know, I presented my case for Rich Swan winning last week. Uh, <laughs> that obviously didn't happen. But all the bullshit that goes down. At the end of the day, the match still has to be the match. Yeah. And if you would have told me beforehand, if I got some inside information like Martha Stewart that said, yo, Rich Juan only lasted 12 minutes, 
There ain't no way in the hell I would have come up here and said and made my case for slime doing a damn thing other than getting a chicken box from Monument Avenue. There ain't no way. By the way, a bride. Like there ain't no way. Because I thought he'd be bouncing clubs on Baltimore Street down near City Hall. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely, I definitely thought he'll be making uh, a, a meet and greet appearance at uh, the seafood spot uh, with the victory. Oh, oh, but uh, what, Jimmy's down at Fairless Point? Yeah, Jimmy's. That's yeah, it. that's no, what he's Mel Piper, Mel Kiper Junior. More than Rich Swan. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's probably so, yeah, gonna I mean, send him a send him a, a, a care package out there. Yeah, so like, nah, dog. Nah, <laughs> dog. I know. So like, yeah, if you obviously would have told me that beforehand, I wouldn't, you know, put it out there <laughs> like that. But the long and short of it is make wrestling an Olympic sport, uh, you know, have them come out there and let the tournament be the tournament. That way you can cut all the corporate bullshit out of it. You can let the guys go. Pure rules apply. You can establish some kind of equal pairing of rules. And mm-hmm. if anybody wants to do it, they can't do it for money. Now, right. if obviously, if WWE wants to sponsor their guys to go, then they can. But, you know, everybody would have to wrestle under their real name and such and stuff like that. Yeah, but, you know, sure. let, let, the, let, the, let the work be the work. And that's, yeah. that's really it. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, fellas. I got any other comments on topics where we just run down the news before we roll out for the night? Man, I'm just glad to be here. Like I said, you guys. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of what you guys already do, man. So this, this, the the level of conversation right now is just like it's on ten thousand. It's it's amazing. <laughs> just the the you can't have these type of conversations with everybody. Let's 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 talk about hot takes. Let's get it to the nitty gritty. You can't have these type of conversations with everybody because everybody's not going to be able to look at it from multiple perspectives, take their own input, their own way of seeing things, and their own personal experiences. And then, and it's really just like delivered on the same yeah. level that you guys do that you guys do on the regular basis, man. I'm a huge fan of what you guys do, man. I just want to take this time to say, man, thanks for having us on the show. This is my first time jumping in, and I'm happy to be here. And I, man, I can't wait to do it again. I appreciate it, brother. Look, man, I guess I gotta yell at him like I yell at Brian, <laughs> bro. The seat at the table is open. The forbidden door that. never resisted. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I knew y'all had a lot of y'all been piecing together a lot of projects uh, yeah. for this year. Uh, ten man, what an, ten year anniversary, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you know, there's never never a dull day over uh, with you all. So like you know, we, uh, Brian said it's gonna happen, so it happened, and you know we'll, we'll make sure we do this more often than none. Uh, but we definitely appreciate the kind. Yeah, words. I just can't wait for stuff to open up, so you know we can all you know be at shows together again. Like yeah, before. that's what's gonna be. It's coming. Fun. Yeah, uh, slowly. Yeah. It's yeah, coming. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jamal. Let's uh, let's uh, let's tackle the news for the for the week. All right, so I'll make this quick. The first thing we t- uh, we did talk about Daniel Bryan's interview. He apparently appeared on Robbie Fox's My Mom's Basement show, and he talked about how uh, traveling the world in wrestling is was beneficial to his career. Um, he talked about how if you put Otis in New Japan, people would be like, "Oh, this guy's like Vader." Um, if you talked about how he, if he didn't learn how to wrestle in Japan and in, in the UK, where it was more of a comedy style and their style, there's no way that he could take that information. But obviously, we I need to add the context to that is that he did that outside of WWE, um, and he did that outside of you know as as a freelancer. So yeah, um, it paying your dues is important in general. Um, so that's obviously a plus. Uh, talk about a guy paying his dues. 
is uh, J.D. Drake, who has been one of the standouts recently for AEW in Dark and in Elevation, and now he's being put in the stable, and he, you know, he's kind of good to go. Uh, he talks about, on the uh, the Wrestling Inc. Daily uh, podcast, about how he got his debut, and he was in a South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, slow-pitch softball tournament, and then... <laughs> Uh, next thing you know, his phone starts buzzing. And like, hey, can you be in Jacksonville on Wednesday? <laughs> and and the rest kind of was history. So it's an interesting, uh, you know, always have your gear. Always. Yeah. Like you and Costco. Bring your boots. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, apparently, uh, Sadie Gibbs has retired from professional wrestling. Uh, she was in AEW for a little while. Uh, UK native. She debuted only in 2017. So that kind of sucks. But obviously... Um, COVID had a lot to do with it. Uh, injuries had a lot to do with it. So it, you know, wish her well on her future endeavors. And you know what? She doesn't have to face the embarrassment of getting her life savings in a trash bag. So uh, good <laughs> on you, Sadie, for going out on your own terms. Shame on you, Corano. Shame. Yeah, well, you know, shame on him for not getting a sponsor. Hefty should have been there and be like, yo, we're going to sponsor the future endeavor. Brand of trash bags. <laughs> they could have had the logo on them and everything. I, you ain't lying. Oh, you ain't lying. This is definitely how sponsorships work. Right. Right. Sponsored. If it's good enough to hold your career, it can definitely hold your trash. Hefty <laughs> call me. I'm done. Hefty. Hefty call me. We got to we Hefty, we should talk. The glad people have already ring me up, just so you know. Hefty, we need to talk. <laughs> wow, I've heard it all. So uh Carmela was apparently on the Bellas podcast this week. Oh boy. Um, but she said that and, and I, I kind of agree with this that WWE needs a twenty twenty-one version of Give Divas a Chance, which is a goddamn shame considering that they're on the roster. What do you mean <laughs> give them a chance? They're they're there. Um, you know, but Still, uh, somebody knows something we don't know, and then yeah, we'll, yeah, well, they'll say it. Something's not going right backstage. Well, I mean, I mean, true, and we'll get to, but some things are going right backstage, and I'll get to that in a second. But basically, she says, and I quote, even myself, I would sit home and watch Raw, and it'd be 10 p.m., and before I would see a woman on the show, and I'm like, this is a three hour show. What the hell? Uh, even if I'm just a fan, like if I didn't work at WWE and I'm just sitting home watching, I want to see the women. That's why I tune in. I said, I don't like the guys, but. I tune in because I want to see women. If I'm waiting for 10 p.m. to see a girl, I'm like, the hell? Which makes sense. A small audience, though. You know, I mean, granted, it is a small audience, but they're there. Shows like The the Challenge, shows like, you know, Big Brother and stuff like that. The women just aren't, like, not watching TV. Mm -hmm. As much as McMahon wants to think, the women are not in the kitchen all the time. They watch shows. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure that's the reason why my 600-pound life is so successful. Because I ain't watching that shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the, the new show on the History Channel, um, like the case, the curse of Oak Creek Lodge or whatever the hell, murders NXT. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily. NXT looking like the Lithuanian basketball team out there versus uh, the curse, the versus the History Channel. It's not fair. <laughs> so obviously these people are going somewhere, but they're not necessarily going to wrestling in droves, even though both have been on the up recently since they have split. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, give divas a chance 2.0 is a thing that should happen, which is a damn shame because it should happen because it shouldn't be necessary. Yet here we are. Hmm. However, 
backstage news, of course, there is some interesting developments happening. And apparently WWE's uh, Jason Jordan, he has been promoted to lead producer and good for him. Uh, apparently Jordan produced most of the wrestling matches, uh, women's matches for WrestleMania, uh, which were some of the highly regarded portions of the show. So, I mean, that's that's a huge plus. It's unfortunate that we can't see Jordan in the ring, but it seems that even though, you know, he doesn't have the tenure, he is putting the work in to get things done backstage. So give Divas a chance, Jason Jordan. Um there are you know, obviously, so I usually end with like the wrestling shows that are happening and a lot a lot of shows that are happening this weekend. Um, one thing that will is of interest that is happening tomorrow in beautiful Burlington, North Carolina, seven thirty bell time, is a fundraiser for Lance Lude's cancer treatment. Ducks mm. fly together. Mm. Um, yes. So if you don't know, uh, Lance Lude of the Ugly Ducklings, one of my favorite tag teams, uh, has been diagnosed with cancer. And, of course, um, the Bills don't seem to care about that, and they keep on rolling. So if you want to do a thing and help a guy out, it's on Independent Wrestling TV. Uh, Kobe Carino has kind of put on this event in conjunction with the Ugly Ducklings. And uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a show. So hopefully, um, uh, if you have a chance to watch, you know, you'll definitely watch. But if you're trying to go and you're in the beautiful Burlington, North Carolina area, uh, DucksFlyTogether.Eventbrite.com. If for your ticket and information, I don't believe it's sold out. So if you have an opportunity to do so, uh, sell it out. Sell out the whole damn thing because you know Lance is a good guy uh, with on a great team, and uh, you just hate to see something like that happen. Other wrestling stuff happened, and of course it's Friday, so that means SmackDown. New Japan has their double show Dantaku over the weekend. Uh, you have the of course Ducks Fly Together on the thirtieth. Uh, which is tomorrow night. AIW has a show uh, tomorrow. Um, Limitless Wrestling has a dojo student showcase uh, up there. And Limitless Wrestling's a hell of a job up in Maine uh, with their indie show. Um, Ring of Honor, show number 502 is happening. Also, Ring of Honor, if you missed it on Wednesday, it's only one match, but it's the women's showcase. Pretty solid match. Uh, Max the Impaler, who is damn scary. Uh, she teamed up with Roxy versus Laney, Laney Luck and uh, Hyun Young. Uh, I think she's just Hyun now, but um, interesting match. Uh, no spoilers. Go watch it. It's on their YouTube channel. Um, Ring of Honor actually premieres. Not not okay. So last week I said it premieres <laughs> I was on Stir. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. But last week I said <laughs> that Ring of Honor premieres on Stir on Thursdays. That is not true. Ring of Honor does have. It's own streaming channel on Stir, which is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, but uh, it still premieres over the air over the weekend starting Friday, depending on what side of the moon that you live on. It's Ring of Honor, uh, you know, Television Awareness Month, which is (laughs) every month, which is Television Awareness Month. Y'all can't talk about that. I didn't know every time. Y'all can never say anything else about me ever. (laughs) (laughs) If you have the time, every sixty seconds. Ring of Honor premiere somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. It's burning if you, up everybody. If you care, consult ringofhonor.com. And it's funny your zip code. You too can make a difference to bring Ring of Honor to the forefront. <laughs> or you consult your week. TV guide and look for the latest Castle rerun. It might come on after it. <laughs> yes. I'm do you confused. Do math, 
Are you up at 2.30 in the morning? Well, Ring of Honor is here for you. Do you need a knee brace? My man Jay Lethal's got you. All the knee brace commercials. Oh, my God. They can never get rid of that knee brace commercial. Yes. Never. But, but, but sometime between dusk and meth o'clock, Ring of Honor will be on for you in your local zip code. So oh, ringofhonor.rhwrestling.com, put in your zip code. And if you live in Canada, no. Uh, that airs Monday for you on, on Fight at 7 p.m. Um, if you have Honor Club, no. Uh, that apparently airs on Fridays uh, at 7 p.m. on Honor Club. But if you're, if you're paying for Honor Club, then you've already won. So, uh, yeah, it's Ring of Honor, Television Awareness Month, uh, which starts on the 29th and ends tomorrow uh, because we don't know when it's going to be on. So that's that's the news. <laughs> what the hell? Wow. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight's episode, episode 315. Uh, fellas, any other comments I want to make really quick before we roll out? Um. So there's, there's two things really, really quickly. We're still waiting for the fallout of whatever the hell the NHL is going to do. Um, of course, there's rumors that that uh, Dynamite may be pushed off. Tony Khan has kind of pushed back against that and said, nah, we signed a contract. Um, of course, <laughs> if they do, what does that mean for the NHL, which kind of doesn't do uh, monster numbers anyway, even though it's live sports. So what can TNT do if they assume that they get everything they need to get TNT and ESPN do? To bring in more numbers, um, it's interesting because AEW has kind of made Wednesdays that night and have wedged themselves in nicely, blowing out the NHL as far as the ratings are concerned. But obviously, things are a changing, and of course, how invested is TNT into the NHL or AEW, or separately or together? Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, I think personally, I think the NHL uh, should air on TNT after AEW, move Dynamite to 7 o'clock, air the uh, hockey at 9, you get the people out west, uh, after the game is over, you re-air Dynamite for the West Coast. It's a West win. Coast games. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, at 9 o'clock, that's 7 o'clock in Denver, and that's the entire West Coast where you can bump it up an hour. You can get some games out there. Uh, of course, you know, the plague aside where people are able to travel normally and the Canadians aren't stuck in their bubble and all that stuff, but uh, seven o'clock uh, dynamite, nine o'clock hockey is a win. Um, obviously, if you're on the East Coast, that doesn't work for you, and most of the country lives on the East Coast, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, to Any expand other? on that real quick, you can totally do. The other factor is you could use TBS for the games that are East Coast games on a Wednesday night instead, and then TNT for your West Coast games on weeks where it would work to do it after Dynamite. There's ways they can make it work. It's a seven-year deal they signed with the NHL. So it's a big commitment. And Uh-oh. it is. And it, and and just bottom line, you know, yes, AEW gets better ratings. But hell, but... Raw used to get kicked off the air for a dog show. Yes, because it the dog show, Because the dog show, bottom line, it didn't draw ratings, but it drew better advertisers. Yes, In indeed. the end, money wins. At money will time. win in the end. Yep. You'll suddenly Tony Connell suddenly get called about, you know, look, we need you to be a good partner here. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's full Time circle. will tell. And don't let uh-huh. them people that don't like wrestling take over. Then he in trouble. You know, we've uh-huh. seen that happen. Before. That guy's already gone though. The guy that signed that deal in the first that, that likes wrestling. Right. Yeah, he's gone. So, yeah. 
you know. And then also the thing is, you best to believe they gonna put the um the same way they do the inside the NBA. They gonna find some mm-hmm. personalities that's into hockey like that. That's gonna make you want to watch their hockey channel. They are not just gonna just oh yeah you are just getting hockey. Nah, they gonna they gonna put the uh you know they gonna put the machine behind that. Yeah, I was thinking. What if they yeah, did? He put likes Charles hockey though. He really like. He said he likes hockey though. Yeah, you gonna put Charles Barkley out there on some skates in the middle of Atlanta? I, I see it happen. <laughs> I, might watch, I, I might watch Charles Barkley in skates. <laughs>